Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the I Am podcast. This is episode three. I guess there's been a little suspense waiting for episode three, so I apologize, but thank you everybody for constantly messaging, asking when it was coming. It's here and I'm delivering. There will be a bit more of a consistent schedule coming up, but just bear with me. Life is a little crazy right now and I'm just trying to roll with the punches and see how things go. But anyways, on this week's episode, I honestly really wasn't sure what the topic would be until I met with a really beautiful soul today who actually I'm going to be working underneath. Um, and I, I am so stoked. I can't even tell you how excited I am, but that will probably be another episode later on. Um, so when I met her today, she, we were talking about me being on the board of directors and she mentioned that she had listened to the podcast. And at first I was like, oh no, this is going to be like kind of my boss, but it's not paid. It's a volunteer position on the board. So she's going to be kind of my boss, but oh no, now she knows my whole story. And what is she going to think of me? And honestly, the words that came out of her mouth when she told me how inspiring it was that I started a podcast and how it was needed, I just felt really compelled to, you know, record another one, and so here we are. So that also kind of kick-started my thought process on, like, what is the next episode even going to be about? What's the title? Like, what am I going to talk about? Oh my god, like, all of these things. And then I just, on my drive home, because I commute from London, so it's about an hour drive, I just started thinking of all these things, and I was like, you know what? When we talked about the podcast starting with... um the individual that I met with today, she said, like, good for you for getting out of your comfort comfort zone. So I was like, mm, that's going to be the episode. That's going to be what I record tonight. So episode three, in case you missed that huge hint, is talking about getting out of the comfort zone in general, but more specifically how I did, why I did, and I guess all about that, really. So if anybody knew me probably I would say I don't know maybe a year ago but definitely two years ago I would like to think that there's a lot of growth that I've went through both mentally spiritually emotionally all the ways and it's definitely got me out of my comfort zone but I am what I feel like inside at least is a totally different person than the person that I was two years ago, so I would like to say that if you knew me two years ago, you may not know me now, um, in all the best ways, though, in my opinion, but I guess I wrote out a list of all the ways I got out of my zone because I just needed to show myself that I'm capable and that I can do it and I will do it and that all of these things are kind of... I guess a direct result of being out of my zone. Previous Jacqueline was very sheltered. I always wore makeup. You would not catch me outside of my house without mascara at minimum, which is crazy to think that like black stuff on your eyelashes can totally make or break your day, but that was old me. Um, Old me wouldn't have joined a sports team. Old me would have listened to people saying, oh, a tattoo sleeve wouldn't look good on you, or oh, another piercing wouldn't look good on you, or, you know, maybe you should stick to dark colors, or that's not very flattering, or blah, 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 blah. So, 
I guess this episode is for the people who said I wouldn't do it or couldn't do it or won't continue to do it. So kind of middle finger to you, but also like thank you for being my motivation. So here's the list that I came up with. They're not rated in any specific order, but it's just a list of ways that I got out of my comfort zone. And I I guess my hope is to tell you in general, whoever's listening, you as a whole, that you can get out of your zone. You can do things that you didn't think you could. You can do hard things. You can do all the things. And we'll talk more about that in a couple minutes, but here's my list. So number one, again, in no complete order, but number one, I joined a baseball team on Sundays. If you knew me at all, you would know I'm not athletic. I like working out if it's like weights or walking. Wouldn't really say I'm sporty. That was kind of high school me, but nonetheless, here I am. I joined a baseball team, which honestly has been really fun. Um, And I learned I can hit the ball, so that's even cooler. But that was a big step in you know, my growth journey, I guess. I remember it was only probably about a month ago now, I had my first actual game on a Sunday and I had missed the season opener. So it was actually the second week of baseball technically, but my first week and my first game. And I remember walking to the diamond being like, nope, can't do this. Jacqueline, what are you doing? What were you thinking? Turn around. Why did you sign up? Like you can hardly run without losing your breath like why was this even a thought and um and then I was like all of the other people play on the baseball team so they're gonna judge you for not being able to hit the ball or not be able to run to first base fast enough or whatever it was and my mind just kept racing and racing all these like what if and why did you do this and what were you thinking thoughts and then I basically said F you to my thoughts and said, I'm going to prove you wrong. I hit the ball once that first game, which isn't really the point, but like, yay me. But yeah, I hit the ball and that was huge. And honestly, my entire team, shout out to anybody if they're listening, is amazing. Yeah, they all play baseball to an extent and they're kind of athletic and the, you know, there's males and females and all ages, but more importantly is they just made it feel like a team and it was fun. I never once felt judged that somebody was going to watch me while I ran or watch me while I hit or whatever. We're all there for different reasons and honestly what held me back was my anxiety and basically I said fuck you to my anxiety that day for baseball and for being judged because I just did it. Uh, Number two on my list is getting my tattoo sleeve. I remember talking about getting a sleeve probably 10, 12 years ago before I actually ever got any tattoos and my boyfriend at the time, thank God he's an ex, but he told me that I wouldn't look good with it and white girls shouldn't get tattoos. And then my latest ex wasn't really the biggest fan of them, which teach their own, but I really wanted one. Um, So in 2020, homegirl here got the beginning of my sleeve and I've had sessions every couple months for the last two years and actually June 30th I believe is my last session for my lower half of the sleeve and then I'm working on getting the top half fully wrapped around so it'll be my inner bicep and it'll go around to the back of my arm and then I guess my tricep area. 
So that's pretty cool. And again, my anxiety was like the forefront saying, you're going to look ridiculous. You know, all those stereotypes of people having tattoos, which are so like 50 years ago of like, you're a criminal, you're not going to get a job, blah, 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 blah. It's bullshit. But nonetheless, I got the sleeve. Everybody has told me I rock it. I feel so confident with it. I'm so happy I did it. And honestly, the only reason I got it was because I wanted it. The upper half obviously has significant meaning. It's in memory of Nicole, which for those of you know, was my friend that was murdered. Crazy to think 10 years ago in December of this year. So that's a big memorial piece there. And then the bottom half honestly is a Algonquin scene. Um, and I guess I can probably post pictures if anybody's interested or wants to know more or anything, but um, that's not the reason for this podcast, obviously. So, um, yeah, but it's it's just an Algonquin scene because that's my favorite place. It's the first place in the entire world, not that I've done extensive travel by any means, but it's been the first place that I actually experienced a quiet mind, a normal heart rate, no anxiety, no, like, racing thoughts, and, you know, you should be doing this, you should be doing this, what are you doing, like, all of those things. It was the first place that I felt peace externally and also internally, so that's huge for me and probably huge for anybody that also suffers with anxiety and depression, but that kind of ties into my tattoo and the meaning behind it, even though people are like, oh my god, it's just a nature scene, like, yeah, to some it is, I guess. So, teach their own again. Number four, sorry, number three. I don't even know if I'm counting right anymore, but number three, I think, is I got my, and this is so mundane, I made a post about it on the page, but I got my third hole piercing in my earlobe, and again, the voice in my mind said, why would you do that? People are gonna think it's silly, like, they're gonna, you know, whatever, and I did it and you know what a lot of people didn't notice but I noticed and I feel good about it but there was some people who noticed and they said you know what that looks cool like your earring is a flower why isn't that cool like so that was another thing I did that I've wanted to do for years and years and just kept telling myself oh it's gonna hurt you know you can't deal with the pain blah 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 and sure enough I did it it was probably 30 seconds on each year and I was done and I remember telling Danielle who did my ear piercing oh my god I didn't even feel that she's like yeah girl like you rocked it so again out of my zone number four if I can say this is number four I don't know where I left on the numbers but number four would be actually voicing my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions and not hiding behind what I think people want to hear or what yeah, like what I think they want to hear is the big one. I spent the last several years hiding my emotions, but especially my mental health, especially my panic attacks, especially my anxiety attacks, my depressive episodes, my crying fits, whatever. I spent a lot of time over the last years, multiple years, <laughs> um trying not to tell people what I thought or what I felt because I thought, you know, there's gonna be backlash. Like, he's not gonna want to hear it. Oh, he's not gonna date me anymore. Oh, like, at the time I thought my future mother-in-law, who's not my future mother-in-law anymore, but at the time I thought she's not gonna like me if I tell her that I'm depressed or 
you know, whatever friend at the time, well, they're going to think differently of me if I'm struggling. Like, if that's the case, they probably shouldn't be your friend, newsflash. But anyway, I definitely just hid behind, you know, putting a mask on my face every day. Like, yeah, I'm happy. Life is great. I'm rocking it. I got my shit together. I'm doing just fine. Thanks for asking. When really... I was probably screaming inside and breaking down and I didn't want to tell people because one, the stigma and just the judgment and shame of feeling that way. And again, newsflash, you're human, you're allowed to feel things and please voice them. Don't do what I did. But again, it gets, it gets hard and it takes time for you to be able to do that. So I totally understand that. But I, I guess the new quote-unquote Jacqueline is the one that voices thoughts and opinions I've actually had between my two places of employment right now I've actually had quite a few colleagues and co-workers and even management teams say that they've seen my growth just in like case notes and in talking to like other staff and like that kind of thing and voicing my concerns and advocating harder so that just goes to show that you know my growth has obviously been noticeable for others and it's making a difference and it's you know it's it's there whether some days I forget it and whatever it's there it's 100% there so that I think is like the biggest most significant one that has gotten me out of my comfort zone I just decided one day you know what I don't deserve to feel like shit because I'm not telling you how I feel and I don't deserve to feel like shit because I'm thinking this, this, and this, and I can't tell you, so I'm just making myself suffer longer. Nope, not cool. Not doing it anymore. If I have an issue, I will tell you. If I feel depressed, I will tell you. If you don't like it, then sorry. Not sorry. Uh, Number five on my list of getting out of my comfort zone is, this is a really small one, and again, might seem silly to some, but it's pretty big. My nail colors. I try anyways to get my nails done like once a month because that's my version of self-care among any other things which will probably be another episode but when I get my nails done old Jacqueline would have gotten black black maybe a burgundy maybe a navy blue and then black Jacqueline now in 2022 I currently actually have a vibrant purple on my nails last month I had a bright sunshine yellow I've had green I've had pink, and anybody that knows me knows I'm really not a pink person, but it seems so small and so silly and mundane that it's like, why does getting a color in your nails versus black mean that you're out of your comfort zone? It means that I'm more confident in who I am, that I can rock purple nails, I can rock pink nails, I can rock yellow nails if that's what I decide. And if I don't like yellow or purple, then maybe next time I won't get yellow or purple. But that means that I still value myself enough to try what I actually want and not hide behind what I think people want to see. And I can get cool, funky designs and I feel really good about them. So teach their own again, right? And to anybody that understands this, thank you. But if you don't, maybe take a look deeper into even tiny, tiny ways that you can get out of your comfort zone because getting a nail color that's different, dramatically different, it still counts as getting out of your zone. So number six, again, it might seem small and it might seem silly to some, but number six on my list of getting out of my zone is not really wearing makeup. Again, old me 
even probably two years ago, but maybe even a year ago, would not have walked out of my house door without putting mascara on. And to be honest, I don't know why, but that's just how it was, and that's what I did. But again, getting out of my zone, trying to be more comfortable with my body, loving my body how it is, even if I want to change certain things or get stronger or get healthier or whatever the case is, I can still love myself how I am. I, I should, and you should, and everybody should love themselves how they are, which is natural without makeup, with hair, with your natural hair color, your natural eye color, whatever it is. I'm learning to love myself, and my first step in doing that was learning to love myself without makeup on and mascara, and again, trying to thank you, social media, and thank you, society, for telling girls and people in general how they should look and what's attractive and what's not. And I grew up knowing and being told, I guess, that, you know, you should have blonde hair and you should be this size and you should weigh this much and you should wear makeup and your hair should be done every day and you should wear clothes and you should have big boobs and a small butt or a big butt and decent boobs or whatever the case is. But I learned that even through all my magazine subscriptions, which is crazy to think about, like in public school and high school that you know, wear your makeup this way and the boys will stare or wear your hair this way or your makeup this way and the girls will love how you look or whatever. I don't care if you like how I look because I'm trying to like how I look and starting off with my natural look. I have super, super, again, if you know me, you know this, very light eyebrows, very light um, eyelashes. I am a natural blonde with some red in it. So... Obviously, I'm going to look different when I don't have mascara on, and I'm cool with that. I don't care. That's fine. But I used to previously get told because having black on blonde eyelashes is such a huge difference that people saw me with mascara on my eyes for years and years and years, and then the first time they saw me, they're like, girl, are you okay? You look sick. You look tired. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. This is just my natural, and I'm owning it, so... Again, might seem small, but I honestly think I've worn ma- mascara and or makeup once in the last probably six months, and I love it. My face is so happy. My eyes are happy. I can rub my eyes as much as I want, and nothing's going to happen. Um, it's just a comfort thing now, and again, it's crazy, like I said, to think that, you know, black, probably stuff with chemical, growing on my eyelashes made me feel so confident. Now I can rock my pale-ass skin with all my freckles and my red hair, and I'm fine with it. So, number six on the list. Moving on to number seven, I... This kind of goes with my voicing my thoughts and my feelings and emotions, but I started saying yes. And I don't mean saying yes to everything, because that's something I'm still trying to work on as a people pleaser, but I mean saying yes in terms of Yes to working on my nutrition. Yes to working on sleeping habits. Yes to morning routines and evening routines. Yes to reading more. Yes to doing what I love more. Um, Yes to learning. Yes to growing. Yes to being who I am. Yes to loving my body. Yes to loving myself. Yes to putting up boundaries. And yes to just doing what feels right for me and following my own vibes rather than, again, what society or social media or people in general want you to think or feel or look or whatever. I'm 
saying no to that and saying yes to what I want and what my body wants and what I want for my life, it's huge. It is huge. I have noticed the biggest difference. I've lost a couple friends, but such is life and, you know, people move on, people drift, whatever, but I've said yes to a lot of things that people in my past friend groups would say no to. So, for example, I did a women's conference. I've done coaching and mentoring on, like, life skills and mindfulness and overall well-being and, you know, like, all the things. And those, again, probably hint hint will be in another episode, but I've said yes to all those things. And previous friends or friend groups or whatever I would call them would say no to that and they'd want to go to the bars and they'd want to get shit-faced and they'd want to, you know, gossip about this person and this person and, oh my god, did you see this person gained weight and, oh my god, so-and-so is pregnant and let's have another beer and whatever. That's not my thing. Like, it, once upon a time, it absolutely definitely was, but that's on growth. That's on me saying yes to myself and my health and my knowledge and future Jacqueline and current Jacqueline and... That ties into number seven, which, sorry, number eight on my list, I think. Trying to keep a mental note. Math isn't my strong suit. But I think it's number eight, saying no to some things. Again, I'm not saying no to, you know, having a good time or eating certain foods or missing a workout or staying up late or getting up early. I'm not saying no to those things. It's a lot bigger than those. I'm saying no to the things that don't serve me anymore I'm saying no to the people that don't serve me anymore and the relationships or friendships or acquaintances or whatever they are. I'm saying no to those if they don't serve me. I'm saying no. Again, this is a really big one that I've always struggled with. I'm saying no to work in terms of my part-time job. Um, We are chronically short-staffed and I think forever will be at this point because people don't want to work there and I don't know, COVID, I guess, but... Um, again, old Jacqueline would have said, yeah, sure, I'll work that shift. Yeah, I'll work that. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. And all I had was dollar signs in my eyes. I wasn't looking at my health. I wasn't looking at my sleep. I wasn't looking at my nutrition. I wasn't looking at my overall life. I wasn't looking, are you happy? Are you satisfied? I was looking at money, money, money. And money is great. Yeah, it makes happiness to an extent, but it doesn't fulfill me in a way that it used to. And so me saying no to work, picking up shifts, working longer, whatever, I feel so empowered and so much more in control of my life saying no to work and having that balance. Huge. Huge, huge, huge. Other things I'm saying no to, I guess it kind of goes with saying no to friendships or relationships or acquaintances or whatever that don't serve me, but I'm also saying no to the things that I just don't like anymore. We, I, you were allowed to grow. I think if you're not growing, that's a problem. I, I'm saying no to, to drinking excessively, to getting drunk, to getting shit-faced, to spending hundreds of dollars at bars and concerts just to drink, to going to bars and pubs to eat all the junk food because, yeah, I love me a good matzo stick or good garlic bread or whatever, but my body doesn't. I'm trying to listen to my body and not that I'm neglecting myself of the good quote-unquote crappy carbs and all the cheesy goodness and all the fried goodness. It's that I'm listening to my body overall, the 80-20 principle saying, yeah, I'll do that sometimes, but 
that's not going to be an every weekend. That's not going to be every Friday night anymore. And again, huge difference. My body is like, thank you. Like, what took you so long, girlfriend? But it is what it is. And I get to learn at some point, right? Number nine, I think. I've already kind of touched on this, but this has really, really, really grown my self journey, my growth journey, my whatever journey you want to call this. It's really made a lot of the difference, really, I guess. And I touched on it before saying coaching and mentoring. I have worked with two amazing women, both named Deborah, um, which I'm hoping to have them on later in future episodes. So stay tuned for those. But they both focus on how do I word it? Like future you, dream you, goal you. In the future, what do you envision? Okay, let's work on getting you there because, girl, it's possible. It is freaking possible. And they've done a whole bunch of mindset things with me, a whole bunch of, you know, just overall life skills and being very aware of negativity and drama and what you want and what you don't want. And that's really kickstarted me into saying yes to some things saying no to some things, and also pushing me to voice my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions. So again, the coaching and mentoring was a big one, and just because it's listed number nine or eight or whatever it is on my list doesn't mean that that's where, like, it is in priority. It's just that's the order it came to my head in, but I strongly, strongly encourage coaching and mentoring. It doesn't have to be with Deborah or the other Deborah, but I would encourage both of them. They have empowered me and made me feel so much more in control of my life. And it's huge, again, but that's that's been kind of, I guess, the big push that I needed. The big, I'm going to light a fire into your ass and you're going to do it kind of thing. Which sounds kind of rude and whatever, but that's what I needed to be able to kickstart my journey and to just do it. Number 10, I think, on the list was doing things alone. Um... I guess the people pleaser in me was always wanting to, what do you know, please people and do what they wanted and go to the places they wanted and do the activities they wanted or the events they wanted. And again, goes back to me not voicing what I wanted or what I felt or thought, but I started doing things alone. So back in 2020, before the world went to shit, I, again, sounds small, I went to Toronto for an entire weekend I walked around, I shopped, I went to a conference for three days, and it was just me. I went back to the hotel room, I gorged in food because I could, I went to the restaurants I wanted, I, you know, shopped at the stores I wanted, I picked the hotel I wanted. It was just a very freeing moment, and again, gave me so much empowerment to, to just say, you know what, just because so-and-so isn't happy with what you're doing, or just because the other so-and-so is not happy with what you're doing doesn't mean you shouldn't be happy with what you're doing and honestly I like being alone and the people please from me is like no like this person wants to see you this person wants to do this this person wants to do this this person wants to do this and go here and see you and it's like okay again if they're not on my yes list it's a no but I'm down to do things with people I'm just really focusing on me and myself right now and my inner peace and my inner everything and how I'm vibing with myself because if you can't be alone with yourself it's scary the thoughts you have the whatever you have it's scary if you can't be alone 
because then you're always going to depend on somebody else to avoid those thoughts and those feelings and emotions. And I think part of me right now, being in therapy and on medication, which again, will be talked about later, but I think doing the therapy and the medication and quote unquote treatment is really pushing me to heal the parts of me that I didn't want to talk about, that I didn't want to feel, that I didn't want to think about. And being alone allows me to process and allows me to cry. It allows me to do the things that I wouldn't probably do with other people around, which would then just be me suppressing all of the things again, and that's not cool. Don't do that, but again, do work on the healing and the inner work when you're ready. No pressure, but it will make a drastic difference to you. Number 12, I think. Um, This one again ties into all of them, but this one is boundaries. This directly goes into saying yes to something, saying no to something, saying no and yes to people and places and things. Overall, does it serve me right now? Will it serve future Jacqueline? Would future Jacqueline say yes to this or would future Jacqueline say, uh, no, you can get lost? That kind of determines where I'm at and what I do. Boundary-wise, I, like, I, I just voice what I think and what I feel, and if I don't like it, I'm gonna tell ya. If I like it, okay, cool, you'll know, but having boundaries is huge, and again, boundaries has really helped me in being able to say no to work rather than, like, literally working myself until I'm physically sick, sick and then having to take time off. Not cool, don't recommend, been there, done that multiple times, and now I'm learning, but Boundaries has taught me that I need to have a work-life balance and I need to focus on me first before I can support others or help others or anything like that. So boundaries is a huge one. And I feel like there might be a boundaries episode coming up, so maybe stay tuned. Hint, hint. The last item on my list for getting out of my comfort zone is getting a new job. Now, when I say I got a new job, I don't mean like complete career change, complete agency change, complete, you know, industry change. I'm still working at the same agency I was at with my full-time job prior to this position. But again, I wasn't voicing my thoughts. I wasn't happy in my other position. Um, Change is good. Change is what we all need sometimes. And I was too comfortable in my comfort zone to want the change. I didn't want to move onto a different program. I didn't want to leave the clients. I didn't want to leave my manager. I didn't want to leave the staff. I, you know, I was comfortable. I knew what I was coming into every day. I knew what I was leaving. I knew all the rules, all the policies, all the things. I knew where everything was. I was comfortable. I had built relationships with collaterals that I, again, was comfortable with. I didn't want to change and grow and learn new things. I just wanted to know what I was coming into work every day. And again, that growth, that that itself was me getting out of my zone. If I didn't get out of my zone, I would have probably still been working the job. And not that I hated it, but I just wasn't happy. I wanted to change. So I saw posting internally and I went for it. And sure enough, I got it. And now I'm constantly learning and growing and evolving every day at work professionally. I have all new collaterals. I have a new manager. I have a whole new team, a whole new job. And like and a job position title is different, the role of my job is different, all the collaterals are different, so I can honestly say I look forward to going to work every day, and every day is different, but I learn something every day, and there's a lot of what 
I guess could be called the gray area in my job. So a lot of it is like up to your discretion or what you can justify or whatever. And I love it. I love it. If I didn't get out of my zone, who knows what I would be thinking about going to work every day. Who knows, right? And again, newsflash, if you don't like your job, you work your job more than you're at home for most people, you're going to hate it. You're going to be miserable. Why go to a job every day that you hate? Don't do it for the money. Money doesn't make happiness. At all. To an extent, maybe, okay, yeah. But it doesn't do anything other than pay your bills. You're made for more than just to pay bills. Do a job that you love, even if the pay is a little less, whatever. Try to balance it out, but do a job you love because you deserve to go to work every day looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Every day is new and you deserve to have an appreciation for that and to look forward to the next day, not the typical what I hear from everybody. Oh, today's Sunday. I have to go to work tomorrow. Or thank God it's Friday. I don't want to work. I hate my job. Blah, 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 blah. Change your mindset. Change your attitude about it. You deserve to like a job that you like. You deserve to love it. You deserve to look forward to it. You deserve to grow and change and evolve. And I think... This is the obviously the whole purpose of this episode was telling you how I myself got out of my comfort zone and how glorious it's been. And maybe you're not there yet, but I hope this inspired somebody to maybe, you know, look at your nail colors differently. Look at your clothing differently. Try not to wear makeup for a day. Try not to wear makeup for a week. Whatever it is, slowly step out of the zone because that's where the magic happens. And I'm living proof of it. I just, I don't know what else to say other than, like, it's huge. And it's empowering. And I'm back in control of my life, and you can be too. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm sending lots of love and peace your way, and stay tuned for episode four.